What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey, and yes, I am fired up today because my mind is turned upside down, and I mean that in the most amazing way possible. If you recall a few episodes ago, I spoke about this concept of rethink, unlearn, and this week, that is exactly what I did. Unintentionally and then intentionally, I changed my mind on something. And I think this is a really valuable lesson for anyone who tends to be on the innovation scale to as an innovative innovator, an early adapter, a pioneer, etc. And so after I play this intro, I'm going to get into the concept for today, which is all about the keyword pioneer. Okay, so we're going to talk about what that is, the pros, the cons in one moment. So hang tight, guys. This is going to be a great episode where we go deep on the concept of a pioneer. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Awesome. The theme for the week, for this episode, the theme is Pioneer. And I'm sure when I say that word, it can mean different things to different people. But I want to ask you a couple questions. I want to ask you, should you be a pioneer? Should you pioneer something? Is being a pioneer an opportunity for success? I'm going to pause for a moment so you can think about that. Think about those questions. Should you be a pioneer? Should you pioneer something? Is being a pioneer an opportunity for success? For me, my default answer leading up to this week was always yes. Not just yes, but enthusiastically yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was my default answer to those questions. Absolutely. Yes, you should be a pioneer. Yes, you should pioneer something. Yes, pioneering is an opportunity for success. That was literally the thoughts that I had in my mind. And it was also a little bit of motivation that got me up out of bed every day. Okay. And this week, my response is both yes and no. And so I re had to rethink and unlearn what I thought about the concept of pioneering. And this happened because, you know, both oddly and coincidentally, I listened to two podcasts this week. Actually, one was this week and then one was last week when I was flying home from the Equipped show. And both of these podcasts spoke on this topic and they had the very same message. You can imagine what this message might be because I changed my mind from yes to yes and no. I, my answer is not no, it's both yes and no. So the first podcast, it, it actually wasn't a podcast. It was a um, it was like a short video series that I watched on my Delta flight home from 
Louisville, and it was with Howard Schultz. Howard is the former, I think he might be the interim CEO now, but he's a former CEO of Starbucks. And he has this series titled, well, it's a masterclass series. It's not his series, but it's titled Howard Schultz Teaches Business Leadership. And each episode is about 10 minutes long. And I think, you know, just in my usual fashion, I tend to gravitate towards, uh, you know, sort of mentally stimulating media where I can oftentimes learn something new. And in this case, I totally, absolutely learned something new and it made me rethink and unlearn what I thought I knew. And so I'd like to play this clip for you uh, from the episode uh, so that you can kind of hear Howard in his own words explain his concept of why you should not pioneer something but disrupt something. So I'm going to go ahead and play that clip for you right now. There's always this question about what's the best road to take? Uh, should I disrupt the category or should I create a new one? I would say on balance, I generally don't want to be in the pioneering business. And by that, I mean, it's so hard to change consumer behavior. It takes a long time, a lot of resources, and unless you have the most compelling story, idea, and form factor, and platform, uh, and I think are willing to run the long race of losing money, which is fine, uh, I think it, the easier route is to disrupt a category that already exists, uh, but there's an opportunity because the large companies feel as if they're entitled to it. And I love that opportunity where the entrepreneur can be disruptive, much more innovative than anyone else. Holy shit. I mean, seriously, wow. After listening to that again, it just makes, it makes so much sense to me. And we can clearly, you know, at least I can see specific examples of this uh, type of behavior, if that's the right way, the right word, in our own industry, our own irrigation and landscape industry. Uh, there's one company that comes to mind that I was introduced to and actually installed some of their irrigation controllers right around probably 2004 and five. And this company does not exist today. You can't even find them on Google, which is saying something. So this company was called AccuWater and it was a controller. And the reason that this to me at the time was so pioneering was because it didn't have an interface on it. Okay. So it was like Rachio. Let's compare it to that. It was like Rachio and it had an ethernet port on it. Okay. And it was a web based control platform, AccuWater, no, no controller interface, ethernet port only and you had to operate it through a web browser, not even an application, like literally through a web browser, which we are just now doing in 2022, but this was 2004. We didn't even have iPhones. All we had was, you know, our flip phones and our Nextels, okay? <laughs> and so what they were doing was, which is likely why they failed, was changing behavior. The industry wasn't ready for faceless controllers. It wasn't ready for web-based applications. Not every garage had an ethernet port. And just a short story there, it was these guys that actually introduced me to ethernet 
overpower. And so Tom, I think that was the guy's name, who was the CEO founder, helped me go to Best Buy. He helped me buy power over Ethernet adapter, plug it into the wall, plug Ethernet into the controller to get this thing going. And it was freaking amazing. So easy to use, so ahead of its time. And, and it also had, you could also adjust with ET and all of that. Now, you know, with everything that I just said, how excited I was for this product, how pioneering it was, it no longer exists. So I think that's just a great example of these guys literally pioneered. They were probably the first, at least the first that I saw of a true faceless web-based control platform. And now they no longer exist. So I think that there's many, many more um, examples in our industry. I'll probably think of one, another one here in uh, just a minute, but I want to let you, I want to now transition to the, the second scenario. So again, I heard this concept of pioneering twice, both from the same perspective. And the, the second time I heard this was just a couple days ago. It was on Tuesday of this week. And I was doing an early morning recovery spin ride uh, in preparation for, we've got this Iceman mountain bike race happening this weekend. And if you're listening to this on Friday, that means it's happening tomorrow. And I don't always listen to podcasts because usually I'm working too hard, but because this was a recovery ride, I threw in a podcast. I was listening to the Tim Ferriss show and he had uh, an amazing guest, Jim Collins. And Jim is famously known for writing the books Built to Last and Good to Great. And in, the, in this interview with Jim, Jim spoke about his new book, which is a short uh, monologue, monolith. Can't remember how he describes it. And you can download this on Audible, and I'd highly recommend it. It's called Turning the Flywheel. And in the book, he, there's this quote that I had to write down. Again, sometimes I'm driving, I'm listening, I'm riding my bike, whatever it is, and I got to stop and literally make a note in Evernote so I can remember and I had to write this down and this quote that I wrote down, like it nearly mirrored the previous quote that we just, that I just spoke about with Howard Schultz and Jim referenced another book, which is called will and vision. And I think he said it's by Gerard Tellis and Peter Golder. And in the book, uh, these authors demonstrate that the pioneering innovators in any new business like that AccuWater company, almost never, and that means less than 10% of the time, become the big winners in the end. It's like ridiculous when you think about it. That statement stopped me in my tracks. The pioneering innovators like AccuWater and any new business almost never less than 10% of the time become the big winners in the end. It's like, holy shit, are you kidding me, right? Remember how at the beginning of this episode, I spoke about my previous, what I like to call my default thinking, and it was, yes, 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 you want to be a pioneer. Yes, of course. But now that I know that success rate is less than 10% of the, than 10 of the time, it, it makes me question. It makes me think I need to unlearn what I just, what I used to think, right? It turned my thinking upside down. And so, you know, really... Uh, I'm going to play that clip for you here in a minute, but it makes me go back to what Howard Schultz said, and that is to not to pioneer, but to disrupt, not to pioneer, but to disrupt. So let me play that clip for you from, uh, from Jim Collins right now. 
As Gerard Tellis and Peter Golder demonstrated in their book, Will and Vision, the pioneering innovators in a new business almost never, less than 10% of the time, become the big winners in the end. Let me repeat that. It's actually an astounding number. In less than 10% of cases do those who are the pioneering innovators in a new business arena end up as the big winners in the end. Cool. Isn't that incredible? I mean, seriously, I, for me, I've always considered myself and my personality as a pioneer. That's why I was drawn to something like the AccuWater controller. And it's like I almost wore that personality trait like a badge of honor, and I suppose I still will. However, perhaps now I should think of being an innovator or a pioneer as more of like a skill set, like a tool. And I just need to know when to use the tool, where to use the tool, but perhaps pioneering shouldn't be the leading principle. Instead, I should shift to disrupting. I don't have to pioneer it. Let's just disrupt it. So for me, that was my rethink, relearn, not to pioneer or to use pioneering and think about it like a tool, if, when, where, why, how, and instead focus on disrupting. And, you know, and as I keep talking here, it's, it's really no different than this concept of, you know, weather-based controllers or this concept of soil moisture sensors. I mean, Jesus, literally baseline soil moisture sensor is the same one. It works nearly the same way in 2022 as it did in 2002, yet less than 1% of the industry uses it. It is a fantastic tool, but it requires changing consumer behavior. That's what Howard Schultz talked about. That's pioneering. You know, it is hard to change consumer behavior. And that's likely why it hasn't taken, uh, hasn't gained traction. So again, that's, that's a, another short example. There's probably many, many more. And, you know, all I'm doing here today is trying to plant a couple seeds of number one, what you think, you know, might not be what you, what you should know or need to know or what you might learn tomorrow. So always keep an open mind and be open to rethinking and unlearning what you think you already know. And number two is this concept of pioneering and moving from being a pioneer to being a disruptor. Okay. So maybe that's how we should all think together here is let's go disrupt something. Join me. How can we disrupt this industry? In what way can we disrupt this industry? I'm on board for it. I want to create a parade of disruptors. Please be in, please join the parade of disruptors. Uh, reach out to me and uh, tell me what you think of this concept. I'd love to know. Uh, and I think that that's it, guys. I hope you have a fantastic freaking weekend and I'm excited about this episode and I would love to uh, get your feedback on it. And I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast, everyone who reaches out to me. Thank you so much. It means so much. And uh, that's it. Happy sprinkling, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode.